Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Well, good morning. Come on, good morning. Thank you, worship team. How are you feeling? Had a good week? Good. If you had a good week, I want to talk to you. If you had a bad week, I want to talk to you. If you wish this week never happened, I want to talk to you. You know what? I remember uh, my first time. I, we started ministry in 96 where God opened the globe to us. And, and um, so I joined an airline. And with, with joining the airline, they said to me, oh, because you're going to be traveling a lot, you should get a frequent flyer card. And um, before that, I maybe used to travel once or twice within Australia, and so ne- never bothered it. And so I got a freaking fire card, but with it came these instructions, right? That the number of hours you fly, you get to qualify for certain benefits. So what they would do every month is I would get a statement, and they said, you've accumulated so much so here are your benefits. So he came from, you know, benefits. One of them was instead of waiting in line, um, you go straight through. Um, then they gave me other benefits like going, hey, you can go to business class. And I, I thought that was really good. I thought business class, heaven class is the same thing. Um, but what he did was is that what I did and how much I paid increased my qualification. You do that when our coffee machine broke down and first thing Silvo said, hey, we we got enough points in our altitude points. So I looked up and I got a coffee machine that I qualified for. The thing is about qualification outside of the kingdom is that you're the one that has to earn the points. So outside of the kingdom, it's what you do, it's what you say, it's what you give, it's what you expect, that's what gives you the qualification. You go for a bank loan, what do they tell you? You you do this, this and this, I earn so much, I have this many assets and that, then they go through a process and the bank manager will say, fantastic Mr. Fabianic, you qualified for a loan. You're borrowing 300,000 but you're going to pay over a million. Thank you for qualifying. I'm going, get out of here. Look, I'm, You're good? You're all right? I'm doing this because I know you all feel the same. See, outside of the kingdom, you qualify, but it still costs you. Outside of the kingdom, qualification, what you qualified isn't free. So when I received my coffee machine, I actually bought it. When I get upgraded to business class, I earned it. See, outside of the kingdom, and it's in the system that we have been trained in, and any religious talk that isn't coming from the kingdom is based on this system. The system says this, if you earn, you earn qualify and if you don't earn you disqualify correct but here's the other sting that comes with qualification outside of the kingdom is that you can qualify and then you can disqualify 
That means that your qualification is constantly dependent on your effort. I found that out with my freaking fly point. Being in COVID, guess what I did? Because I wasn't flying, I went from top class to middle class. Why? Because I didn't earn it. My qualifications depended on what I give. But see, when, when we start talking about the gospel, let me, tell, let me just show you to, so that you awaken your thinking a little bit this morning to see if you've heard the right gospel. If you've ever said, I don't feel worthy, you haven't heard the right gospel. If you ever feel, I've done something, now God doesn't love me, you haven't heard the real gospel. If you've ever felt guilty, you haven't heard the right gospel. If you ever took communion and didn't expect anything, you didn't hear the right gospel. If you've ever given tithes and offerings and didn't expect the blessing, you haven't heard the right gospel. If you've ever been afraid that if today is the last day of your life, that you're not too sure whether you're going to be with Jesus, you haven't heard the right gospel. If you've ever woke up in fear during the night, you haven't heard the right gospel. If you've ever had a doctor's report and you felt life drain out of you and you felt no hope, you haven't heard the right gospel. If you don't like yourself, you haven't heard the right gospel. If you have an inferiority complex, you haven't heard the right gospel. If you feel inferior to Jesus, you haven't heard the right gospel. If you don't feel that your father thinks the best of you, you haven't heard the right gospel. If you don't believe that God is good to you, you haven't heard the right gospel. Um, have I uh, covered you all today? Is there anybody here that I haven't covered? You know, no one's going to put their hand up. Now, what you have done is this. Religion... Without the grace and the revelation of God, there is so much pre preaching that disqualifies you. Let me show you how it disqualifies you. Oh, you don't have enough faith. If you had the faith, that wouldn't have happened. That's not the gospel. That's the ministry of disqualification. Um, faith life has a ministry of qualification, not disqualification. So if you've come to church today want to be disqualified, I have to disappoint you. So what you find is this, is that the gospel starts with God and finishes with God. One of the names of God, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega, correct? Now watch this, the gospel started with God, not with the sin of Adam. See, the gospel is not a reaction to something negative. It's an outflow of what is in you. So what happens is this. Watch this. Adam falls, and what does he do? He goes from God-dependence to self-dependence. So Adam falls. Eve falls. They are now under the ministry of condemnation. They're under the ministry of self-effort. And they, what do they do? They clothe themselves, self-effort. They hide from God. They lie to each other. They lie to God. That 
They're surviving. I want you to notice this. Adam and Eve did not send a letter to God or a prayer to God and saying, come and save me. So what does God do? The act of the true kingdom gospel is God leaves the throne room, goes into the dark room to take you back into the light. So God is the initiator, but God is also the supplier, and God is also the perfecter. So he comes to Adam and Eve with a full package, and he starts like this. He goes, Adam, come, what I'll do, our innocent blood will cover you, but then till the, he's going to be covered, but then I'm going to send my son, and then my son will uncover it and remove it so it doesn't exist anymore. So the gospel is not about your self-effort. It's not about how good you are. It's got nothing to do with self-effort. So the gospel is this. See, the, the gospel is the accumulation of everything you hope for becoming reality. The gospel is every good that you are hoping for becomes the reality. See, in the gospel, your hope will always lead to faith. Let me repeat that again. When you hear the gospel, you will receive hope. But hope will lead you to faith, and faith will lead you to your reality. You're allowed to smile. Come on. Okay, can I just say this so you understand me if you're, if you're here? When I'm really concentrating, I, look, I don't look happy, okay? But that's just my concentration. I got, so many times at school, I got into so much trouble because of the way I look. So when, I, when I'm really concentrating, people go, why are you angry? I'm not. I don't know what it is. It's, I have to work on my face. So Silva's in front row telling Ted, you've got to smile more. <laughs> now, now watch this. The gospel will give you hope. Gospel hope leads to gospel faith. Gospel faith turns into salvation forever. Without end, it's eternal. Now watch this. In Colossians 1, verses 12 to 14, says this. Giving thanks unto the Father. Just stop there, right? It says giving thanks. In other words, something has happened and you're thanking God for what has transpired. It's not thanking God to get it. It's thanking God because it already exists. You good with me? So he goes, now thanks God to the Father who has made us worthy to participate in the inheritance of the saints in the light who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the remission of sin. I want you to get this. Part of the gospel is that God makes you worthy. The word they're worthy is appointed, 
made alive? It means that you have now been qualified. Who has qualified you to participate in the inheritance? Now I want you to understand this. Your inheritance is the full logos or the full word of God. In, in theology, we have these two words, logos and rhema. Now, logos is that what you get in John. When John says, in the beginning was the? That word is the full accumulation of everything that God has said. So here we are, says God, you have been qualified. So you, you'll, you'll hear this over the message because I, I really feel the Holy Ghost is speaking to me with this. Do you realize that you are right now qualified to receive instant healing? You are now qualified to receive instant peace. You are now qualified to receive revelation. You are now qualified for a financial breakthrough, a personal breakthrough, an emotional breakthrough. Now, what which is giving thanks unto the Father who has made us worthy. So as we mentioned before, if I am not feeling worthy, I am either unsaved or I have been blinded in the kingdom. To me, one of the sad things about the church world is that people get saved dramatically and then they go through a process of being taught without revelation. Now, I want you to understand this. If my self-effort couldn't make me worthy, how do I expect that I can keep the worthiness through self-effort? Th think about this. Just let it dawn on you. You tried and you couldn't be worthy. Now, just let me, let, I really love you guys. Do you know what? Let, let me just show you something. When you hear, from now on, when you hear the gospel, when you go, I, I, want, to, I want to tell you the gospel of Jesus. I want you to notice this. One of the things that the gospel tells you is that the law has done its perfect job and has introduced you to Jesus. So when you hear about the gospel, the gospel has to do with the law. And do you realize there are 614 laws that you had to keep to qualify? How many of you find it even hard just to do a couple things during the day right? How, how many of you blow it just before you get out of bed? How many blow it while you're still sleeping? Come on. I want you to just think about this. The law is part of the gospel. But the law was designed to fulfill its purpose, to give you hope. And what the law did was this. If you can keep these 614 laws on a continual basis, you will receive a reward. But the moment you blow just one, you blow the whole 613 and you go backwards. So when Jesus says, I've come to preach the gospel, 
people go, was he preaching the law? Well, yes, he was. But he was preaching the law under the kingdom, not outside of the kingdom. See, the law is designed to give you hope if you can keep it. You, come on, you, smile at me. I'm smiling and you need to smile back. So what the law did was your friend. The law came to you, hugged you, kissed you on the forehead. Okay, I'm Euro. We, we do a lot of kissing. That's why our marriage is really, really good. <laughs> Just thought I'd put that in. No. no. <laughs> I'm going to get some emails, I think. Okay. So the law gave you hope. It says if you can keep it, you can have this. But we was also designed to reduce your self-effort to give up. See, sin... In its nature, loves, admonishes, worships self-effort. Just think about it. I'm a self-made millionaire. I worked hard and I got this. I did this and I did this and I. We, we love people that have got so much willpower that they've done amazing stuff, Right? Come on. No one's going to make a, no one is ever going to make a movie about your life if you haven't succeeded. See, the, the law says this. Yes, there is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but you've got to do all of this. So God gave the law to say this is the condition that has to be in you to receive this. Do you follow? So the law says this. I'm going to show you who you need to be, what you need to say, what you need to practice to qualify. But the law was never designed to qualify you. The law was designed to introduce you to the one that can keep it. Because what is Hindering you is not God, it's you. There are times I used to blame the devil for everything, and, and I think the devil, I heard the devil crying, he says, It's always my fault, it's always my fault. And, and then I realized God said, No, Ted, it's your fault. See, I limit my faith by my self effort. So Jesus comes to preach the gospel. And I want you to watch this now. Every time you hear the gospel, you're hearing there is faith in you. God never designed faith to be to a, somebody that cannot receive it. God, gospel, is always is given to man because man has the capability to receive it. Now, watch this. Let me just read it to you again. I'll, I'll, I've, I've read this uh, verse. I mean, sometimes I read it once a day, twice a day. Uh, if, I, if I was into tattooing, I'd tattoo this. Um, giving thanks unto the Father. Why? Because he's made me worthy to participate in the inheritance of healing, provision, love, hope, and has delivered us from the power of darkness. Did you just watch this. 
Did you realize when you get saved, you are delivered from the power of darkness? So why are you rebuking the power of darkness when you've been delivered from it? See, you know what it is? The power of darkness has no authority over you. So sometimes we give so much to the power of darkness. That, oh, okay, uh, okay, uh, um, English is my fourth language, okay? <laughs> okay. I, I was born with a learning disability, so I couldn't speak Croatian properly. I couldn't speak English until I was born again, right? Now, now watch this. One of the things that when you go to school, we talk about past tense, present tense, future tense, correct? Right. Past tense is something that has happened. Present tense, it's happening right now. Future tense, it will happen one day. Okay? You, you, are we good? Unless, right. good morning, class. Welcome to Spelling 101. I knew I had the gift of spelling when I could spell Fabianic. When, when, when Sul and I, did, I wanted to test if she loved me, I said, baby, you need to spell Fabianic backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, but I'm worth it. She did it. Now, now, now watch this, right? So let's, let's now think about this. Where is this verse situated? Is it past tense? Present tense? Future tense? This word is past tense. Present tense is I receive Jesus Christ as my saviour. Then this verse becomes past tense. When before I am saved, this is in the future. This scripture is in the future. But the moment I get saved, it goes into my past. Am I making sense to you? Because so many people go, do you realize? But when people say, oh, I don't, will Jesus heal me? That's the wrong question. The, the question is, is, your answer is in the past tense, not the present tense, nor the future tense. By his stripes you were healed. Past tense. And sometimes we read the Bible in all sorts of nonsense, not sense. Now watch this. Giving thanks unto the Father. Past tense. Why am I giving thanks? Because I am now worthy. I have been delivered from the power of darkness. I have been put into the kingdom of his son. I have full redemption. I have the blood of Jesus. And on, on top of that, all my sins have vanished. Past tense. So if it's past tense, then I am the owner of them, not somebody who's waiting to receive them. I know this is deep for Sunday morning, but you see, religion, religion loves the future tense. Religion loves it. Why? One day God will bless you. One day your healing will come. One day your provision will come. He's pushing everything into the future. But you see, you cannot have faith is not in the future. Faith is now. Now faith is. 
every time I have a symptom that comes into my body, the first thing I do, I arrest myself. I collect myself up, put myself in a thing, and I go, okay, Fabiani, how are we going to pray? I can pray, dear Jesus, would you please heal me? I used to pray like that. Then I used to follow it up with, I've got to keep it, keep it, keep it. You know what I do now? I just go, hmm, I am already, God has already healed me, past tense. And now all I'm going to do is I'm going to praise him. People say, well, how can that be? Let's go back to the beginning. Look at this. Giving thanks unto the Father. You know what one of the things we've been, religion teaches is if you thank God before you get it, then you'll get it. How many of you ever, oh, honey, I love you because you're going to cook me a great meal. See, we've put thanks into the wrong sense. Paul is saying here, the reason I'm thanking God is because I am no longer sitting in darkness. I have now been qualified to receive every promise that God has written. I am no longer under the power of darkness. So you know what therefore that means? Dark thoughts cannot live in my head. Reinhard Bonnke. Uh, well, uh, to, to me, one of the most amazing, um, most amazing evangelists, Silva, and I had a chance to meet him in, a, in Singapore. He, he said this, this guy came up to him, and he, and he said this, Pastor, Pastor, pray for me, pray for me! He goes, what's wrong? I want you to pray for me, so that evil spirits don't come into my head. And he looked at him and goes, you know what? Flies cannot land on a hot stove. Do you realize, you, you don't know what a stove is, right? <laughs> um, okay, okay, let me read it. God says this, I've made you so hot that anything that tries to land on you will burn up. My ministry is to teach you that you are qualified, not that you are disqualified. Let's go further. This is good? This is just my introduction. I'm just just getting warmed up. Right, now it's just for the reaction of sins. So God says this now. The gospel makes you worthy. Makes you qualified. So therefore... The only disqualification that can happen is your thinking and your response. But what, now watch this. When God qualifies you, he will not disqualify you. So if you are feeling that you are unworthy, undisqualified, there's got to be something wrong. Do you realize right now you don't have to leave with the need that you walked in? When I realized that I'm qualified to be a good father, I started fathering. When I realized I was qualified to be a good husband, I started husbanding. Is that the right word? <laughs> the, re- the moment I realized that I am qualified 
to receive financial gifts through tithing and offering, things started flowing. See, the moment I realized that God has qualified me. Now, watch this now. You need to watch this. It does not say that you will go through a process of qualification and after you pass, then the qualification starts. The Bible says this, you start your life by being qualified. And then you change your behavior by your qualification. You, you okay? So, see, what I used to try and do, and um, pa- Pastor Silva and I were talking about this yesterday, is we were brought up under, hey, you, you know, you've got to get your character right. You, you know, hey, you've got to get this right, this right, this right. And if you line up all the character traits, then you can enter the blessing of God. L- let me tell you what I did one time and fell flat. Um, we just started a ministry and I stopped working for a wage and everything. We had to pray all the finance in. And I decided, man, I need more faith and I need more anointing. So I made this call. For one whole year, I wasn't going to watch any television. I wasn't going to read any books. I was not going to watch any news. I will not watch any movies. So when I was on the plane back then, you didn't have your small screens, you used to have the wide screens. And then the movie would come on, I'd go like this. I, you know what? I, I went into Suvay and I said, television is not allowed to be switched on. I, re- I threw out every magazine in the house. We didn't even allow the local newspaper in the house. I went into all the kids' bedrooms and I took out all the radio, the stereo, everything. All we had was praise and worship. Guess what happened? After 12 months of just drinking water, saying no to any delicacy of food, I get upgraded and they go, all I want is a glass of water. I had, I had the stewardess go, are you feeling okay? And I go, no, no, all I want is water. Do you want, no, 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 no. Guess what happened? After 12 months, my anointing went down I was frustrated. Nothing happened. You know why? Because I, my self-effort didn't qualify me. I never realized that I was already qualified. See, you don't come to, we didn't worship today to get you qualified. We were worshiping today because you are qualified. Now, now watch this. We're going to finish today off with communion, but I'll do this and then we're going to have communion. Do you realize that the Lord's Supper, communion, whatever name you know it, was always designed so that you will never forget that you are qualified? Let me show you this. Then he lifted up a loaf after praying. A prayer of thanksgiving to God. Isn't that interesting, the two words? Now, I want you to notice something about communion. The disciples are the receivers. They are not the initiators. So what you have here is he lifted up a voice. Lifted up the loaf. 
and after praying a prayer of thanksgiving to God, he gave each of his disciples a piece of bread, saying, this loaf is my body, which is now being offered to you. Always eat it to remember. After the supper was over, he lifted up the cup again and said, this cup is the blood of my new covenant. I make with you and it will be poured out soon for all of you. Where is this? Going back past, present, future. Where is this tense? It's happening now. It's present. And I want you to notice, I remember this morning, just praying this morning, and, and this word remember bothered me. So I went out and searched all the Hebrew definitions of remember and things, and every, I think I went through um, at 30 different translations trying to find a Bible that didn't use the word Remember. And then, and then driving up in the car, actually in the prayer meeting as, uh, as we were praying, God said to me, he felt like saying, Ted, would you, would you like to know why I use the word remember? And I go, yeah. And he goes, we get so busy that we forget that we're qualified and then we start to do the work of qualification. He just said, God said to me, I want every time that you come around the Lord's table to know that I have qualified you. I never want you to go backwards to your self-effort. I want you to live in faith. So God says, I want you to do this as often as you come. You can have communion at home. You can have it in the car. We've had, we've had reports of healings where people were going to the doctors and they took communion and, they, and they, afterwards they rang me up and he goes, hey, 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 pastor, I did what you said. I took communion before I went to the doctors. By the time I got to the doctors, I was okay. But he says, I want you to remember. What do I want you to remember? I want you to remember that self-effort that that the law introduced that you couldn't keep has now ended. It's introduced you to me. I am the gospel of grace. And if you receive it, I don't ever want you to go back to your self-effort. I don't ever want you to go back you thinking that you don't qualify. I don't ever want you to for your head to be bowed low. That is why the psalmist said, he is the lifter of my head so many times we we don't let hope finish the bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick what hope does hope goes this is good these promises are good these promises are good but then hope turns into faith and he says i am now qualified and now i receive it now watch this let's just finish it off here this cup is my blood of the, I want you to say it with me, new covenant. Watch this. The old covenant depended on how good you are. 
The new covenant is how good God is. The old covenant, you are conscious of what you can't do. In the new covenant, you are conscious of what God has done. One of the words that Pastor Silva said, uh, I remember being down in front row, wrote it out, and I've been meditating on it. We've got to be blood conscious. You see, you go, will you give me just two more minutes? Two? Do I hear three? Three, 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 four, 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 four. Uh, now, now, watch this. Every single time the Passover came under the old covenant, it reminded the people that they were still guilty. So year after year, it was a remembrance that another lamb, another bull, another offering has to be given so that we can pass out of judgment into blessing. You'll see this in Hebrews when Paul talks about it. So the old covenant reminds you that you're not qualified. But he, see, every time the old covenant gave you a Passover, it only lasted for 12 months. You'd be in real trouble if after 12 months and one day you sinned. But then Jesus says, this is a new covenant. And the Bible says it's an everlasting covenant. Now I want you to see it. The gospel, when you hear the true gospel, you start to become conscious of everything that God has done and you received it without self-effort. What was the last words of Jesus? It is finished. What was he saying? Self-effort is finished. Grace has started. So under grace, you don't have to strive to have faith. Okay? Smile, smile at me. Under law, you had to strive to have faith. But under grace, the Bible says, I've removed every barrier. I've made you qualified. So if you're qualified, faith is no longer the problem. If you are qualified, sin is no longer the problem. If you are qualified, sickness is no longer a problem. If you are qualified, peace or the lack of peace is no longer a problem. So what we've got to do, that's why in Hebrews, I remember on one of my posts, I think it was yesterday, and he says, it's the faith rest. I used to think, well, what is the faith rest? Because I don't have to work up my faith under grace, my faith does the work and I get to relax. <laughs> Under this, I don't have to worry about if Jesus comes, will I be left behind? I don't have to worry about, will God heal me today? No, no. Will God heal me today? Put it in the, in the tense we're talking about. You are no long, you're not talking about in the now sense. You are now thinking still under the old covenant. Old covenant says, I hope God heals me. The old covenant says, I, if I'm good enough that I can get that. And I want you to notice something here. Nowhere here does it say based on your education, based on your knowledge, based on anything. It's only based on the blood of Jesus. <laughs> 